This is a Meiji at 150 student podcast. My name is Tianyu. We're going to talk about Seiichi Junlei or anime pilgrimage today. Hi, Tianyu. So we're going to be talking about Seiichi Junlei. Yes. So tell me, what is Seiichi Junlei? This is a Japanese term for anime pilgrimage. Its literal translation might be the pilgrimage to the sacred place, to the sacred sites, where anime fans or simply otaku go to their uh, where their favorite anime is based on, like the real location in Japan, and then do a tour there. Interesting. So, what would be some examples of some of these sites that are often visited on these pilgrimage tours? One of the sites that's really popular recently is、uh, in Saitama Prefecture. There's a small city called Chichibu, which is where the anime Anohana is based, and I actually personally visited there.、Mm. And then the other that's、uh, really popular recently is the、uh, small city called Gifu, which is in Hida, I believe, and it's where、uh, the、uh, the anime film Your Name is based on.、Mm. Okay. So, what is it that interested you in this project?、Uh, because honestly, I'm kind of like a otaku myself, and I did <laughs> several、uh, pilgrimages when I was in Japan. So,、uh, when we have a, a broader topic of otaku, I kind of want to just reflect on what 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 was my experience in Japan was like, and then. What was the the mindset of myself behind those things, and then I kind of want to just research broadly about what's the academia's reflection on、mm. this practice of seichi junlei. Yeah, okay, and then what did you find?、Uh, surprisingly, I find their、um, their reflection or their、uh, interaction with otaku pilgrimages is, is quite.、Uh, Friendly than than I thought,、uh, because. What do you mean? What did you expect? I I expected something like more harsh, like a criticism kind of thing. Because,、um, this at least to me personally, I I feel like it's very much economic oriented. While you're just trying to promote your products by exploiting the value of your. Contents.、Mm-hmm. By contents, I mean like your animation or your manga, and then to sell side products、um, based on your already existing contents, and that's something I I don't feel like very appropriate. And so, is it local tourist boards or local co- commercial groups that are promoting these things?、Um, It actually quite has a history behind it, and according to the one of the paper that Dr. Okamoto Takeshi wrote, that the practice of、uh, seichi junlei is actually a side product of internet boom in Japan,、mm. which understandably, with without the internet, people will have a hard time to looking out. What was the actual site of animes are based?、Mm-hmm. So with the internet, people not only can be able to find out those places, but also can communicate,、uh, as you said, on the international online bulletin boards to discuss if they want to go there as a as a group. And then, so originally, this practice is quite、um, uh, voluntarily.、Mm-hmm. People just go there by themselves based on their interest and. So as as time progresses, obviously the local governments and those like merchants they find out that people ha- do have interest in those kind of products. So right now it it kind of、uh, integrated into a more economic oriented industry, I would say. And it dovetails very nicely with the whole Japan cool boom that the Japanese tourist industry is trying to promote as a way to bring foreigners into Japan.、Mm-hmm. Not to mention many of these sites, like the one you mentioned in Chichibu,、right. are kind of in more local areas that need some kind of economic stimulus, and so this is a way to get people to go、Definitely. into those those rural areas. So you mentioned Chichibu in particular. Can you tell us more about that site? Sure.、Uh, 
Chichibu, as I mentioned, is a, is a small city in uh, Saitama Prefecture, and then it's uh, not really far away from Tokyo. I believe it's like a two and a half hour train ride to there. So, what, what, what is the anime that, where, that's set there? Uh, it's the Anohana. Okay, and so what happens in this story, and then how does the so, place of Chichibu? So the Anohana story is basically like a, like a ghost story where mm-hmm. the heroine, the girl uh, called uh, Meiko, I think, uh, she's basically she she died like several years ago before before the anime takes place, mm-hmm. and then her ghost comes back to the protagonist to to convey her feelings toward him, mm-hmm. and then that's basically like a, both uh, Meiko and uh, the protagonist. They were close friends in childhood, along with other friends who mm-hmm. um, they're no longer associated associated with each other. So there's a distance created alongside their growth. So the coming back of uh, Mako as a ghost kind of it reunites their their past and friendship, and then to reflect on their experience in the past years, their regrets and their hidden feelings toward each other. And uh, the place of, of Chichibu itself in this animation is more like just a, a very nice sub-rural uh, area where there's little pollution and little trouble from outside world. It's kind of like a, a small utopia that's enclosed with itself. And then that really gives a nice feeling of the overall setting of the animation, I think. And so are there specific sites in Chichibu that play prominent roles in the anime? Yes, there are several, and one of them I, uh, one of those I visited is called Zhoulinji, uh, which is a temple, and then uh, at the anime, it was kind of the place where all those characters start to reveal their true, their hidden thoughts about what's their guilt in the past, and then how they're trying to hide away from those mistakes that they make. And then it was a really, really great scene, just uh, located in the temple. Mm-hmm. And then when I was visiting the temple, it was actually quite surprising that they have all those uh, ema, those like votive plagues mm-hmm. like of Mako's face printed on it and then people write on like I want a good health or yeah. I want to go to a good university on uh-huh. them and then just hand on a, on a thing I don't know what it's called uh-huh. it's, it's quite it's quite there's a way of offering prayers and but, but it's, it's fascinating to see the temple kind of picking up on the popularity of that yes, site yes I, there's something more I want to mention about the temple itself is that uh, when I when I was there I did expect it, the the votive plagues the the ema because that was something quite common elsewhere in the in the content tourism um, concept in Japan but that little temple itself actually has a like a statue hmm. like uh, outside of the temple which says it's commemorating the sino japanese war and then hmm. That that's something I didn't didn't, you didn't expect, expect that one. <laughs> right. So uh, when I was entering a temple, there's something else I found. It was like a little plague, ancient Edo pilgrimage, something something. Uh-huh. And then so I when I was trying to buy the plague, I was talking to a uh, old like OG some kind of figure like <laughs> who, who's a staff in the in the store, and then. I found out like he he was wearing like uh, clothes with a uh, Tokugawa emblem behind his mm, clothes, okay. and that's something like I feel really really interesting as well. So uh-huh. I was uh, I just asked those questions that I have in my very broken Japanese, uh-huh. and then so something I, I understood from what he says was that 
those the, the, the temple actually was an ancient word in the Sengoku period, mm-hmm. where after Tokugawa and Oda defeated uh, the Takeshi clan, they actually oh, built a word uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. And then the temple itself also serves as, a, as a, another sort of pilgrimage, as I mentioned early on, is a, yeah. a pilgrimage for the Kano, the Buddhist figure. And then there were, uh, I, I believe, 34 of them are just around Chichibu. And if mm-hmm. you do a, a tour all over them, I, I, I guess it would take like a day or two, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel quite fascinated about because you have the juxtaposition with ancient pilgrimage, with the more modern anime pilgrimage, just right beside each other. But but it does explain why this idea of Seichi Junne for anime caught on so quickly. Because as you mentioned, there is a history of similar pilgrimage uh, itineraries. temples or, or other sites that have historical importance. And now we're just adding on another layer of the kind of contemporary pop culture significance right. of the anime. Right. So when you went to the temple, what were some other surprising things that you found there? Other, was it only the Emma or were there other types of goods that commemorated this this anime? Uh for the anime, not really, but there are they they're selling matchsticks with Tokugawa emblems on them. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I was about to get them, but I realized I have to take a flight to go back to China, and <laughs> right, I couldn't right. really take the can, can match. Right. So, but was what other types of commodities did you see of anime while you were there? I saw they they're selling sodas in in a glass bottle, and then uh, they're they're surprisingly, or actually not surprisingly, much more expensive than other kind of drinks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have a, and then another another thing that works really well with this uh, anime programage uh, products is the concept of limited products, oh, yeah. where yeah. you ca- you can't really get uh, elsewhere. And then. Uh, yeah, I think recently in Japan, the culture or the practice of gacha, which is like a sort of gambling thing, mm. is quite popular. Where for the for the vending machines selling the soda drinks, they have a set of six, which you don't know which one oh, you're, get, you're getting uh-huh. randomly. Right. And then if you ha- if you want to have a whole collection of them, yeah. well, I don't know how much money you're gonna spend sure, on that. Sure. You now the gente shohin, like the limited edition right. uh, commodities, are, are definitely big, uh, and then. Conflate that with the meibutsu phenomenon, where every local place has a meibutsu, mm-hmm. and and this is the popularity of the sites in certain anime. It's mm-hmm. another way to define a meibutsu for that place. Right. And so, if you can do a limited edition meibutsu mm-hmm. with this anime, it's a way to bring more people in. Right. Uh, fascinating how all these things tie together. Uh, so have you been to any other Seichi Junne sites in uh, Japan? I've been to the Takamaki. What is the place? Yeah, you see in Gunma Prefecture, I believe, which mm. is the where the manga Initial D was uh, based on. Okay. And then, so basically, Initial D is like a, a racing anime, which uh, people still still do a lot of racing there, but it's kind of semi-legal, illegal-ish. Okay. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, there's nothing illegal about just going to the road and see how it looks like. And then, but... Uh, apparently, it doesn't have as as many uh, uh, economic oriented products there, or like commemorated uh, anime pilgrimages. It's mm-hmm. more uh, more like racers just mm-hmm. going there and then having fun driving their cars. So, I I, I was kind of distant from from their atmosphere. <laughs> But at least it got you out there. It's the whole point. I mean, you're talking about places like Gifu Prefecture right. or, or far, far northwestern Saitama Prefecture in Chichibu or now Gumma Prefecture. Right. These are really off the beaten track for most tourists who go to Japan. And right. usually it's Shibuya, Shinjuku, you know, places within Tokyo. 
but now because of these seichi june it's taking you to all of these you know places uh, out in rural japan i think it's exactly what it's meant to do so <laughs> you're doing your own kind of pilgrimage right. whether it's a pilgrimage of buddhist temples following the kanon or, or looking for historical sites now you're doing a pilgrimage of the anime sites it's great Definitely, and, and I think something that's really interesting as well is that I, I guess for for anime pilgrimages, uh, as, as it's getting more and more overseas uh, attractions, uh, I think it's because people are really founded with the idea of Japan as a whole. Also, as long as you're uh, as long you're going to those kind of places over and over again, you kind of have a have a affection to that place mm-hmm. as a whole. Just uh, besides. The, the animation or those contents that brought you to there for the first place. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that I, I read on Dr. Okamoto Takeshi's uh, work is that some people who are really interested in the animation K-On, which is like an old anime in, in 10 years ago, uh, which is based in the city of Toyosato. And then several people actually, after they did their, their Seichi Junli several times, actually uh, relocated themselves to, the, to, to that mm. city and then decided to, to just live in there permanently. Mm-hmm. That's something I feel really fascinated because yeah. just how, how impactful an anime could be to sure. your life. And... But still, I want to I want to mention that it's more so that you're talking to the local communities who are also soaked in those kind of anime um, culture that's becoming more and more acceptable for you to to do this kind of stuff, and then you you develop a personal connection that's sure. beyond the anime that right. really brought people to to do those places. I think right. that's a great point because everybody has an emotional tie to the show, mm-hmm. and then you go visit the site, and then you develop an affective tie to the site as well. So would you go live in Chichibu if you had the chance? Mm, honestly, no, because <laughs> Chichibu is too small as a city. <laughs> the Meiji at 150 podcast is hosted by Tristan Gruno at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. This podcast would not be possible without the cooperation of the UBC Center for Japanese Research and the technical assistance of the UBC Faculty of Arts, ISIT. Find out more about the Meiji at 150 project, including the Meiji at 150 lecture series, digital teaching resource, and workshop series by visiting our website, meijiat150.arts.ubc.ca. Thank you for listening.